Good morning. It is the 19th of January, 2024, and I want to uh, <laughs> go live a little early this morning because we're in the middle of a kind of a off again, on again sort of windstorm here in central Oklahoma. Pretty low tier as these things go, but they've been known to knock out power and things like that. So on top of the fact that my Wi-Fi is still working this morning, um, if you've been following that saga, <laughs> we're going to just do this now. We can also keep this to be a relatively short live stream. Had to change the subject of everything I was going to do this morning because the story involving Father Shannon Collins has become a little bit clearer. Um, on your screen is a prayer request. I'm going to leave it up there for a couple of minutes before we move on. Um, but here we have, there was some not great initial, uh, we'll call it a initial reporting done over on Twitter about this. That caused some confusion. Um, and this story will hopefully, this correction of things will help clarify why whenever I'm quoting articles or quoting public letters from a somebody or a statement made by a public figure, <clears throat> I always say, you know, I say quote, and then I read whatever it is I'm reading and then end quote. And lately on live streams, I've been uh, slipping up on that. But it turns out that the priest, he uh, never called the Novus Ordo the Fisher Price Mass. And those of you who sent me that the link to the uh, the homily he gave, you were actually right. That was his. I thought it was Father Wolf. And the reason I thought that is if you've listened to Father Wolf's homilies and Father Shannon Collins, their voices are so similar that you actually have to know how to tell them apart. And here's the key to telling the two priests apart. Father Wolf has this habit of when he's speaking of sometimes speaking in very low tones, almost hushed tones at times, whereas Father Collins is has a different approach more level tones and things. Um, and I had a priest who knew who was actually very familiar with both priests tell me that privately yesterday. Uh, somebody that is I, who I trust on such matters. So we're going to go to, um, we'll do a brief, brief update on something not related to that first though, before we go on. And that's this. So from Edward Penton, who's a journalist, he says on Twitter, he works for the Catholic National Catholic Register. He said on the 2nd of January, quote, he sent a series of questions to Cardinal Fernandez seeking clarification to the wording of fiducia supplicants and other aspects of the declaration. They included defining the meaning of couple and how it differs from a union. What obstacles exist for blessing groups of other people engaged in such activities? Whether apparent misuses of the document by Father James Martin and others will be condemned. And why consultation on the document was not more widespread and how that can be squared with synodality. The Cardinal has to date not responded to these questions despite repeated requests. That went up yesterday. And he asked for clarification from the Vatican on the 2nd of January. And as you can see, nothing happened go figure. So I have also, after we get through the uh, Father Collins update, I have some big news about the FSSP that's not good. So we're going to go, we'll cover that today after the Father Collins update. And so the, for those joining us, he, the priest never called it the Fisher Price Mass. And the reason that happened is uh, this organization who is a Latin mass sort of uh, watchdog group, they keep an eye on what's going on with the traditional mass, with traditional priests, and all the negative things coming from Rome around them. And they it's a term they coined to describe the Novus Ordo themselves. And in their reporting, they put it in there in such a way that you could very easily think Father Collins was saying that. And if you don't believe me, you can watch my live stream from yesterday. Now, let me know, by the way, in the chat something. I'm kind of torn about this. Should I leave my report yesterday that has bad information that we're now correcting available to the public? 
despite that it may have it may cause a he- more headaches for the priest should i do that in the name of transparency or should i make the video private and make it so the flow of the bad information stops i'm torn because i am interested in transparency but i the harm principle right so i let me know where you at i'm in i'm inclined to make it private uh here after the stream but let me know but here the this organization who again tries to defend the traditional mass and support traditional priests across the traditional spectrum said we've been told that people are now attacking father collins for the phrase fisher price mass he never said that we meaning the mason dixon latin mass society use the phrase to refer to novus ordo homilies in the last year that were based on children's toys and if you were to go and take a look at their thing you could see how that could happen i've got links to their original tweets in my show notes from yesterday they say that they use the term fisher price mass in such a way that it was very easy to people to think father collins said that and he actually emailed me yesterday and i'm going to i can't bring that up on screen but he but he reminds us that he never actually used that term he also said he did not make any comments regarding the efficaciousness of the new mass versus the old he says the whole point of the sermon was for the traditional catholic to not define himself in a negative way as being against the novus ordo mass but rather in the gift we have of the ancient liturgy of but to rather to rejoice in the gift we have of the ancient liturgy of rome And then he has a link to where the sermon is posted. And I will also include that in my show notes because the YouTube channel that had the homily pulled it down yesterday. They pulled it down. It started disappearing from a lot of websites, but he did post a link to where it's still there. And I'll put a link to that in show notes today. And when you actually listen to the homily, it's actually not that big of a deal of a homily, which then begs the next question. Why did they go after him? And that reason I'm going to bring in that FSSP story here in a minute is because we have now entered the next stage, I think, of the suppression of the Latin Mass, which is the going after of traditional priests who do not toe the line completely, or who, if there are just too many Latin Masses in a, in a uh, region, they're starting to suppress them, and too many being an arbitrary distinction here. Um, now, he, said, he says he never said anything against the efficaciousness of the new Mass. Well, I will show you where that idea where that he said that came from and this comes from of course the letter to the parishioners from the diocese of covington by the way yes it is that covington from about four years ago where the kid was wearing the wrong political attire and was getting pushed around by people in public caught on camera the bishop threw him under the bus same bishop same diocese so in the letter i'm not going to reread the whole thing i will uh, again i have links to this in the show notes i read the whole thing in yesterday's live stream if people think I should leave it up, I'll check the chat in a minute to see what the consensus is. But he said, just from that excerpt from that letter, he said, this is the bishop saying, quote, I write to inform you that I've requested the resignation of Reverend Shannon Collins as pastor of Our Lady of Lords Parish. I have also removed Reverend Sean Kapinski as parochial vicar. For some time now, I had serious concerns about the parish's pastoral leadership. I attempted to resolve those concerns in conversation and fraternal correction with these priests who are brothers and sons to me. Regretfully, I have been unable to do so. I take this action after becoming aware that Father Collins had preached in the parish that the holy sacrifice of the Mass as celebrated in the current Roman Catholic liturgy is irrelevant, preserves literally nothing of the old, and the reform of the liturgy was motivated by hatred towards Catholics and ancient liturgies of Rome, etc., etc. He's responding essentially to stuff that was said there. And so you're getting a difference of, of the interpretation, right? And Father Collins is right. We sh- like no traditional Catholic who understands what's going on in the church is limited only to thinking traditional. It means you like the traditional liturgy. If 
all you do is exclusively attend the traditional mass in any form, east or west, but then you accept everything that's gone on in the church and basically think we're in a bad implementation phase. You're not really a traditional Catholic. You just have stellar taste in liturgy. There is more to being a traditional Catholic than that. It's why I don't really talk much about Latin mass versus Novus Ordo much anymore, unless someone really pushes me. Um, I am going to check to see what people say in the chat, because I did ask a question. Mary Wagner says, no, not pull it. No, don't make a private DK says I should pull it down. Right. So I did correct myself, Damien, make it private. The first one public. See, there's a, it's a difference, right? Like people are torn on this. Um, make it, keep it live. <sighs> um, yeah. So <laughs> make the video private. Someone might watch it and not today's update. See, there's, that's the thing. Even though I tried to give this like two kinds of things to make it so people could clearly see, even if they don't watch this one, what's going on. Thank you for the super chat. Catholic ethics says, I think I should leave it up, but put a disclaimer on the screen. I can't put a disclaimer on the screen. Unfortunately, the description pointing to this video. Thanks for everything. The closest I can do would be to go in the comments there, pin a comment, and then hope somebody sees the pinned comment with a, with a link to today's video. I can't actually put any images on the screen once it's uploaded. That's the problem. If I could do that, that would be the best solution. Um, maybe redo it. I, that's the point of this live stream, Damien. I can't really do anything other than make it public or keep it public or, or make it private. Robert Richard says, regardless who started the fight, I'm under this Unite the Clans mindset. I might, he might be, he, Robert might be in the SSPX, but he's not rooting for the downfall of the others. That's absolutely correct. And I'm, this is why I, I stand by that statement of, we need to, to set aside things like that. Whip tip says, pull it down if, since it's incorrect, offer it up. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make it private, not make it available. Probably. It's probably where I'm leaning to. Teresa says, the incorrect video hurts our priests here. That's probably true. Change the title and description. Um, I don't think I put in the description. I don't, I didn't put in the description or in the title anything about uh, Fisher Price Mass. I don't think. I'll go double check that. Um, let's see. Maybe redo it. I mean, I may, I can go. There's a there's a, fic, a function in there called the like where I can edit things. Like I can clip parts out, so I might do that. I don't know. Just find the micro part where he calls it a Fisher Price masking. That might be like the happy medium. We'll see. Um, thanks. I uh, I I have this personal rule of not wanting to stand before our Lord and explain to him why I let an error an error of judgment stand. Just joining. What can I get an error synopsis? Sure, F uh, Father um, Shannon Collins did not call it the, the Nova sort of the Fisher price mass. That was because that got around because uh, a group online who defends the, the mass wasn't that great about distinguishing their thoughts from his, from what he said. I actually read a brief email I got from father Collins. Didn't read the whole thing, but um, he didn't call it that. And he didn't uh, undercut the integrity of the, of the, the actual efficacy of the mass. That's a lot of stuff gleaned from that letter from uh, the Bishop. There's actually, if you actually listen to his homily, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's his point in his homily was traditional Catholics should not distinguish themselves as being just anti Novus Ordo. And he's not wrong. There's a lot more to being a traditional Catholic than just being dedicated to a traditional form of the liturgy, whether it's Byzantine rite or the traditional mass, there's a lot more to it than that. And we need to not lose sight of that. Um, whip tips says YouTube tools are a pain. You really have to know how to like make those edits look good when you're going to do that. You really do. Um, 
Cannot the Pope and local diocese stop the SSPX? No. The, the SSPX are in canonical limbo. And we are in a state, the church is in a state of emergency. And so the church provides the provides all everything they need to offer it. And the church has been in a state of emergency since six for 65 years. And actually, given that Pius X felt the need to issue a oath against modernism in like 1907 or something, the church has been in a state of emergency for like 120 years. Um, yeah, I can see why people find that term funny. I mean, I, I even tweeted that we need to get that term trending yesterday when the story broke. Um, but yes, the, I think, I think clipping it out after, after I finish the stream is probably what I'm going to do It's probably it's the hat. I, I want to leave the video up as not for like, you know, watch time hours and all that kind of algorithmic stuff, but just, I like transparency, but I don't want to have bad information floating out there. So this is why I asked you. One of the benefits of turning into the live stream, you can just show me, I can just, we can be brutally honest with each other about this stuff. Um, where else was I going next? Because we got the letter of the parishioners. Okay. So that haven't been said. Let's move on to the other not so great news from the day. And this comes from Dr. Peter Kwasniewski, who got a, a press release in French from a group of FSSP priests in France. He ran it through the Deep L translator, which is the best free translator online. And given that the letter is uh, not super short, I can tell by just looking at this that he, he would have to actually go through multiple passes through it to actually get the full letter because it limits, unless you have the paid version, how uh, how much you can translate at a time. So, but just for those who are don't think this is going to be real, I will there uh, I will include the letter in French on my show notes today. But we're going to go with Dr. Kwasniewski's translation. So press release on the ev eviction of the Fraternité Saint-Pierre from the Diocese of Kimpret Lyon. Apologies for my bad French. I can barely speak English. Dated yesterday, January 18th, 2023. The FSSP was informed by Monsignor Dogenin on Thursday, December 14th, of his wish to revoke the agreement between the FSSP and the Diocese of Kimpret. On Sunday, December 17th, two representatives of the diocese. Let's hold on. Let's see if I can make this a little bit bigger for everybody here so you can follow along. All right. On Sunday, December 17th, uh, two representatives of the diocese announced this decision during the mass celebrated by, uh, I'm not going to try it, by, the, by two different priests in the diocese. In view of the uproar caused by such a decision, Bishop Dodin sent a public letter to the faithful display explaining his position. So the FSSP are being kicked out of this diocese. The FSSP regrets not having been consulted prior to this decision, which was taken unilaterally without any possibility of finding common ground. At this stage, it seems important to clarify certain points. The bishop called on the FSSP in 2016, meaning he invited them in, and trusting it with the mission of ensuring, quote, pastoral care of the faithful of the diocese attached to the extraordinary form of the Roman Rite in his diocese. During a pastoral visit in the spring of 2022, Monsignor, quote, noted the faithful's joy participating in Mass celebrated with the 1962 Missal. On June 11, 2023, with the publication of his ordinance on the application of the Mode Proprio Traditionis Custodis, Monsignor Zolginin confirmed the mission entrusted to the FSSP seven years earlier. However, a change of church had been requested in Kemper, and several solutions were being studied between the parish and the FSSP. On November 28th and December 12th, 2023, two articles published by the Associated Pax Liturgique incriminating the diocese and personally attacking certain members of the Kemper Kemper Presbyteriate set off a firestorm, prompting the Monsignor Zolginin to denounce the agreement between the FSSP and the diocese. That means an, an external group published a letter or published an article 
going after some of the priests there and cause a big mess. And this is it resulted in the FSSP being booted out of the diocese. In justifying this decision, Monsignor Dojanin refers to, quote, tensions that had been building up for several years to the point of reaching, quote, a point of no return. However, these, quote, tensions had not prevented the publication of the ordinance of June 2023, confirming the presence of the FSSP. Moreover, a year earlier, the Fraternity of St. Peter had already expressed to Monsignor Dojnin that it had nothing to do with the Pax Liturgic Association, meaning they were not involved in the publication of that article or the organization itself that published it. And they described it as follows, quote, whose methods and spirit it disapproved of. It was therefore quite clear that these two articles, which were critical of the diocese, had been published without any consultation with the FSSP. It is particularly offensive for the FSSP priests present in the Diocese of Kemper at Lyon to be reproached for actions in which are totally uh, external to them. To explain these tensions, Monsignor Dojnin accuses the priests of the Fraternity of St. Peter of having developed an apostolate parallel to diocesan activities. That's a nice way of saying that they are in schism, okay? However, the FSSP priest had been given the mission by the bishop to ensure, quote, pastoral care of the faithful of the diocese attached to the traditional form of the Roman rite. Moreover, the chaplain status they had been granted stipulated that a priest should ensure, quote, in a stable manner, the pastoral care of a community or of a particular group of faithful. What's more, FSSP priests in the Kemper diocese have always offered their services to the parish priests on whom they depended and have been entrusted. For example, with the duty of taking care of confessions at the cathedral. Perhaps the FSSP priests were, quote, much more available than their diocesan confreres to accompany their faithful personally and to take charge of all parish activities themselves. But it doesn't seem that priests can be reproached for making themselves fully available to the mission entrusted to them. Now, with the departure of the two FSSP priests, diocesan priests will have to provide the pastoral care to the faithful attached to their extraordinary form, in addition to their many other responsibilities. To date, no guarantees have been given to the faithful. That means the faithful who are Latin Mass only may not have a place to go to Mass. This might be part of the Intraditiotus Custodis and the accompanying letter. It makes explicit that, the, that there is a sunset to the traditional Latin Mass and that all of us who are attached to the traditional liturgy are expected to make a full return to the Novus Ordo at some point. This is probably stage one of that, at least in that country. They fear that the activities formerly offered by FSSP priests will not be taken over in their entirety, meaning traditional catechism teaching, student groups, adult education, spiritual guidance, etc., which would be a real injustice. The big one on this is this, traditional catechism teaching. Because I hate to be the one to tell you this, but the catechism of the Catholic Church, 1995 with its revision since, does conflict with preconciliar catechisms. It just does. There have been many articles out there on some fairly scholarly websites. If you want to go read them, they do conflict on some things. And this is why the traditional catechism teaching is the big one. With regard to the FSSP, Monsignor Dojnin acknowledges that the FSSP priests are present in his diocese, are faithful to the orientations and pastoral choices of their fraternity while maintaining communion with it. But he also stresses that the position of the fraternity within the church in general poses a problem. The position of the fraternity in the church in general poses a problem. Again, this is what's coming. And that the refusal of the priest to celebrate with the missal and current rituals places them on the bangs of the church. I guess that means they mean on the edges of the church. Like, again, Cardinal Roach told us that the traditional mass does not fit the ecclesiology of the post-conciliar church. Ecclesiology is a fancy word meaning what it means to be the church. It conflicts with the theology of the church. Now, the same mass that developed organically 
from Apostolic Times to 1962 conflicts with the theology of the church. This is them reiterating that's this is the bishop reiterating that statement. Get ready for more of this. This is not an isolated situation. Back to the thing. Quote, in the face of these serious accusations, the fraternity of St. Peter wishes to recall that it has always sought to work for the good of souls. In the communion of the church, according to its own charism, charism as defined at the time of its foundation by Pope John Paul II in 1988, and recently confirmed by Pope Francis in a decree stated February 11th, 2022. Pause. That's that handwritten letter they're referring to that promises the FSSP will always be able to say the 1962 liturgy. It was written on a napkin, signed by Francis, published on an FSSP website, but you can't find it in any of the uh, Vatican records online for or in print anywhere where formal declarations of the Holy Father are kept. You can find them going back decades, if not centuries. That one that he wrote on a napkin is not listed among them. So please don't take napkin agreements to be all that serious. Continuing. It's meaning FSSP priests live out this communion through profession of the one Catholic faith, fidelity to the Holy Father, obedience to the bishops. This is the defining feature of the FSSP. They express it through Eucharistic communion at the Chrism Mass, the sign par excellence of the unity of the mystical body, and their recognition of the validity of the sacrament celebrated according to the rituals currently enforced, con celebration not being the only visible sign of communion and not being obligatory according to canon law. The Fraternity of St. Peter has recently studied this delicate and important issue. And let's go back to Father Shannon Collins for a second. If you go back and read the letter from the, dioce the Diocese of Covington about why they took the action against him, one is his, was his alleged refusal to con celebrate the Chrism Mass at uh, you know during Lent. Well, canon law says a priest cannot be forced to con celebrate a Mass if he does not want to. They, the rights of the priest are protected. So again, in Father Collins' defense, why is that an issue? other than maybe a personal one for the bishop. But again, canon law is on the side of the priests here. Continuing, the, the FSSP would like to publicly thank its two priests who since 2016 have devoted themselves to serving the faithful of the diocese. They have zealously exercised their priestly ministry with all the faithful who presented themselves to them without exclusivity, always seeking solutions to appease any conflicts that may have arisen. As in the many other dioceses around the world where the FSSP is present, these priests have sought to live the charism proper to the fraternity of St. Peter unwavering fidelity to the church and to the traditional pedagogies of the faith. And then a link to the French text. And I'll put both of those on my website at returntotradition.org. Uh, probably about 45 minutes after this is done, because I need there's some things I have to do before I can do that. Um, Judy, we've just what I'm going to do is use YouTube's internal editor and just edit out the Fisher-Price mass statement and maybe any of the other ones and leave it up for transparency. Um, and I'll make a note in the comments. It's kind of what we thought about doing. Correct the error? I did. And it wasn't necessarily my error. It was I was relying on a watchdog group who didn't wasn't good about quoting, making sure they were being quoted properly. Um, all right. St. Nicholas says, Sarah Nicholas says, the same thing is happening to the FSSR community. May the Lord bless us. Email me any links to that story too, because I think we've entered the new phase. And the new phase about this is the uh, organized suppression now of the FSSP in various dioceses. This is not the first story I've heard out of, of, out of France of this happening. Um, was the new mass written on a napkin? One of the some of the prayer, some of the blessing, the consecrated consecratory prayers were, which is a problem also. Um, 
Handwritten, is that valid? That's the question. <laughs> How binding is something that's not in the official record? Um, thank you, Miriam. Appreciate it. They're going to replace the Eucharist with Corinth Doritos. Well, I don't think they're going to go that way, uh, go quite that far, but yeah. I don't know if Vigano and Schneider will agree, will respond to a particular suppression of the FSSP in one diocese in France. They might. They might. But we'll see. Why isn't there an exact translation of the traditional Latin mass to English and Spanish? What do you mean? The mass isn't the mass is presented in Latin for a lot of good reasons, but any you can get a missile for the mass that has the English or Spanish on the accompanying pages. You can follow along if you need to. You're going to notice that most Latin mass Catholics don't follow along that much. It's usually people who are relatively new. You get to a point where you understand what's going on and you, you don't necessarily need the, uh, the, 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 the work, the book with, with you though. I do vaguely remember that story. Actually, I, two years ago, I think I covered the, um, that, that, that story. If there is a, um, update, please email me. Um, all right. The SSPX is a track record of explaining groups that are quote, too hard line, Marine Corps, and they have their own perspective on events. Yeah, I mean, most groups want to keep the essentially the integrity of what they stand for, as essentially. Um, sometimes that doesn't work out too well, right? Like with the Marian Corps and others. I mean, set of a contest, the set of a modern, the set of a contism, as we understand it, was born essentially from a group of core priests, uh, Father Chicada, Father William Jenkins, and a few others, who disagreed with Archbishop Lefebvre on the validity of John Paul II and Paul VI and I guess JP1 as uh, their validity as popes. And so they stepped away. They left the, the SSPX in a very messy way. It was very messy, and I don't think anybody's hands are entirely clean in that. Everything used, everything used to be written by hand to let legalism dictate your actions to the tools of the evil one. Sure, but I'd like these things to be in the actual written record the formal written record not just on a napkin because this was like on a napkin or a piece of just like random piece of paper francis dated it gave a brief thing and then signed it and let them put it on their website but it's not in the vatican record i want things in the vatican record so that we so that people can have be can defend their interests yeah Whip tips who, if I remember correctly, you're a set of a contest, right? He, 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 definitely, he definitely agrees it was messy. It was like the worst possible way, almost the worst possible way, short of really bad things happening, <laughs> like physical bad things happening. James says, you can find an English translation of the TLM, but it's not for liturgical use. The nearest thing actually uses the ordinary mass, and even that's uh, pretty different from the traditional mass. But yeah, I mean, the English translations, they're not going to offer the mass, traditional mass in English. And there's good reasons not to do that, including just the changing nature of languages. And how when you start doing things in the vernacular, it, it's licensed for the priest to change the mass to suit their own whims. You can't really do that with Latin. <laughs> All right. So it feels like things are speeding up, like going for, yeah, no, that's exactly why I did those videos on Benedict as a restrainer. I, people know I'm not a huge fan of Benedict the 16th. He's in my prayers daily, but I, for, for the pose of his soul, I have no animosity towards him, but he, I was never like a big fan either, but it's very clear that 
things sped up once it was clear he wasn't going to be around much longer. And we're now in overdrive. Although, Cardinal Fernandez, to bring it back to where we started today, did say that he was going to not be in the news much for a while. I suspect that Francis Toll had a meeting with him and told him he's fine, he's safe, that he's not going to respond to all these things, all these demands for his resignation, but it would be good for everybody if he kind of laid low for a while. That doesn't mean we won't get other documents issued because he's not the only document issuing prefect in the in Rome, but he's going to lay low for a while, maybe through Lent. Who knows? We'll find out. What liturgy of the hours do people use? Well, I, I use the uh, little office of the Blessed Virgin Mary because I'm enrolled in the Brown Scapular, and part of the Brown Scapular is doing the reciting the little office. I know people talk about the Sabatine privilege, but the Sabatine privilege doesn't cover what our lady, uh, what our lady of Fatima told sister Lucia, which was to pray the little office and pray the rosary for to live the Fatima message. You can get the promises of the Brown scapular through the Sabatine privilege, but if you want to take it up a game and do like try to fulfill the Fatima message as an individual or as a family, you pray the little office. And that's, that's what I do. And I use the 1962 version because the little office, the post conciliar translation of it is awful. It's just awful. And yeah. Patrick says, I long for the Benedict era and have this desire. Right. And I mean, not a big fan of Benedict personally, but at the same time, things are really peaceful generally. If I had a channel at this time, at that time, I'd be talking mostly about the bishops who are trying to ignore him. Um, all right. That seems to be about it. If there are any other comments or questions in the chat, this is your time to get them in. We will uh, and address them, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, my original plan for today was actually to cover to talk about the story that my news video is, because that's already got an update, but this was more important. So tomorrow's live stream will involve the update to today's news video. Check out the news video, because that's things are getting weird down in Argentina. With the permission of the priest, you can probably, yes, but not for, for the, that's for the Sabatine privilege, not for living the Fatima message. They are different things. Again, uh, people get, people always try to pull that, but more prayer is the core of the, the Fatima message. And we should, we should lean into that, up our prayer lives. Robert Richards wants a traditionalist Pope like Pope St. Pius X. Probably will happen after the chastisement as outlined in Akita and all the other Marian apparitions that they want you to forget about. Um, other than resigning Pope, what else is, I mean, well, he, before there were, before, uh, Benedict was preaching the Laudato Si message in his writings before Francis ever put that document together. I have a book on that on my shelf. <laughs> I wrote my doctoral dissertation on, uh, the, the Catholic church's response to the subject that Laudato Si is trying to address. And I cited Benedict extensively in it because that's, he was the original before Francis, he was that. On when it comes to the interaction with the secular world, Benedict and Francis are remarkably similar. It's an un it's an unfortunate thing. People don't like hearing that, though. All right. Um, thank you very much for tuning in, folks. Check out that news video. It goes live in 20 minutes from the time that this is ending. And uh, pray for everybody involved, the Bishop of, of Covington, for the um, priests involved, for the priests of the FSSP, etc., and for everybody, including the people who are behind the initial releases on social media about what happened to him. 
and I will try to put a link to the one place I know where that homily is still available online in my show notes today at returntotradition.org. That'll be live probably about 45 minutes from now. Anyway, as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria. <laughs>